0: Does increasing book sales on Amazon seem unattainable? You have multiple books. Do you know how to maximize Amazon for best results? Today's episode gives you tools to increase sales and expand your sales beyond Amazon. Stick around. Your best writing life begins in 30 seconds. Welcome to Your Best Writing Life, an extension of the Blue Ridge Mountains Christian Writers Conference held in the beautiful Blue Ridge Mountains of North Carolina. I'm your host, Linda Goldfarb. Each week, I bring you tips and strategies from experts in the writing and publishing industry to help you excel in your craft. I'm so very glad that you're listening in today. During this episode, you'll learn Amazon strategies for advanced writers. And just a little tip here, we did a previous recording With our same guest for beginner writers, make sure that you do listen to that episode. My industry expert is Vincent B. Davis II. Vincent is an author, entrepreneur, and veteran. He is a graduate of East Texas State University and has served in the United States Army since 2014. He's the author of eight books, four of which have become international bestsellers. When he's not researching or writing his next book, You can find him watching Carolina Panthers football or playing with his rescued mutt buddy. Vincent, welcome back to your best writing life.
1: Thanks Linda. I'm I'm excited to be here again.
0: Well, we're going to dive in because we have a lot to share with our listeners. And as I mentioned up at the, the top that we do have the Amazon strategies for beginner writers and, check that out. That's a great episode as well. You're going to want to listen to that. So this, our content today is Amazon strategies for advanced writers. I'd like you to share a little bit of your story because you built your platform through selling books on Amazon. So how did you do that? And give us maybe one of your best tips from that. So go ahead and share.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So the whole thing with Amazon, I guess, I guess it's the same with any you know, online retail channel, it's, it's a little bit of a chicken before the egg kind of scenario, right? It's like, you have to have sales to get to the point where you're visible enough to sell to a new audience, people that have never heard of you, so on and so forth. But to get those sales in the first place, you have to have people that have heard of you and, and, you know, are are purchasing those original books, those uh, early copies. So it, you know, it's a difficult thing um, to accomplish, and, then, and I think that explains why um, so many authors struggle with this. Um, I will say that you know, there there are definitely ways to do it, and we're going to talk about a few of those today. There, there's different ways. Uh, I would say the two main aspects of platform building. We can either start by building a platform. Facebook, email list, wherever it is, and we'll talk more about all of that. Um, But you can start building that platform, then you publish a book, and then you sell your book to those individuals. That's how, when we think of platform building, that's typically what we think of doing. Um, When I started 2017, I published my first book. Um, I was on a shoestring budget and did not have uh, a following at all, didn't really have a social media presence at all, didn't have a, uh, had a website, very basic, so on and so forth. And so what I did was I published the book. Um, I found ways to sell as many copies as I could early on. Um, a lot of that is, you know, we touched on in the, in the previous episode, um, uh, talking about free promotions or 99 cent discounts, that thing, giving away books cheaply and spreading the word about the discount as much as possible. Through that method, I was able to gain some early downloads and sales, and then I built my platform from actual readers. So this is actually one of my favorite tips, and it's one thing I do not think is talked about nearly enough, and that is to have a dedicated page right before chapter one, and then another dedicated page right after the end, pushing people to join your email list, your social media platform, or you know, whatever your top priority is, because no one's ever going to be more interested in an author than right before they get started. And nobody's going to be more impressed by that author than when they just finished. Um, right. So we really need to take advantage of that space and push people toward, you know, whatever their next step is, where, where we would like them to engage with us further. And, and what you find is a lot of times we're hoping that People will read our book and then they'll go to Facebook and they'll type us in or they'll look for our website or, and, you know, sometimes that can happen, but a lot of times if it's not in front of people, they're not even going to know that it's an option and they're not going to take that additional step. So of course, uh, you know, I'll talk to some folks and they'll say, well, I've got an about me page, you know, that has like a link to my website or, you know, at least it just has the the website listed there, Um, but that's still requiring a lot of additional steps. So what I do is I, I have a dedicated page right before chapter one and another right after the end. It's the first thing they see after they flip one more page to see if there's anything else. And in the ebook, you know, I'll, I'll have a graphic of. I call it my Legion. That's what I call my, my email list. I write about ancient Rome, so it's very on, on topic. <laughs>
0: um,
1: I have a link to the uh, to the Legion to the sign up page, and I include a free uh, free ebooks and family trees and glossaries and all kinds of stuff like that. And I include a little bit about that. And I have an image there that is hyperlinked. If they click on it, they're going to go directly to my sign up page. Um, for the paperback, I've actually been using a QR code. So, um, for QR codes, like so many menus are today in restaurants after COVID and all that, all they have to do, take out their cell phone, uh, pull up the camera, hover over the QR code, and they're going to go directly to the, the book page as well. So, so now I'm building a list from people who have actually purchased my book. I'm not just going and finding people on Facebook. I'm not just, you know, hoping that people, you know, you know, newsletter swaps or, you know, doing something along those lines, which, you know, not discounting any of those methods to kind of inorganically grow a following or your list or whatever. Um, but by doing this, I'm building an incredibly qualified list a high quality list where everyone who's joining, they're coming directly from a book that they have purchased and so they're, they're going to, you know, the open rates for my emails are going to be higher and the engagement rates. And it's more likely that they will go on to buy books in the future because they've, they've already purchased one.
0: No, that's, I mean, that's spot on. As a speaker, I have my back of the room resource table. I have a QR code that everyone that just heard me speak can come straight back there. They do the same exact thing. They click on it and they go and they sign up for my staying real community. And I love it because they're already interested. They're there. Capture that moment. That's, that's what we have to do. That's why when you're in a grocery store and you're going in for a particular item, they have already positioned a couple other items right next to it that you probably would want exactly. to pick up in addition. So we are presenting to our readers an opportunity that they might possibly miss. And then you know we we don't have that engagement with them. So we're really offering it as a help to them. So that's excellent. So very good. And putting it in the position, man, that's strategic. Dude. Absolutely. You should that, that, do this that for a living. Is-
1: <laughs> That's right. So it, it's just, it's completely under unutilized space, right? It's, yeah. it's the, in my opinion, it is the most valuable digital real estate that is available to authors. And most of the time, it's completely blank. Sometimes it, you know, that, that section that could be utilized there, um, you know, and, in another point, just to go along with that, you could put anything that you want in those two spaces. You know, a lot of people at the very end, instead of uh, if they're really, really struggling to get reviews, maybe you have a a page where you are, of course, you know, the ebook, Amazon is going to prompt people to do this, but you could specifically ask. Um, I've known a lot of authors that have done that to you, you know, utility. Um, uh, You could also uh, mention an online course that you offer, or if you would like to hire me for a speaking engagement. You know, it it can vary considerably by genre to genre. Um, but that space is so, so important, and it's, it's often not utilized at all. And so if you're self-published, I mean, you can do this at any time. You can uh, contact your, your designer, um, or if you put together the, you know, you formatted it yourself, you can add this, um, you know, or, or if you're traditionally published. If you're already published, you could always ask. They may not be able to do that. Um, But it's something that if I was going to be traditionally published in the future, it would be one of the first things that I would be looking for in a contract. Am I able to add something like that in there so that I can be growing my following? Because if you're not, then every time you launch a book, you're kind of starting from scratch. Mm. You know, and so the goal is is that every time you launch a book, you have those links in there, you sell books it's creating fans, people that are joining you, following you, um whatever it is, subscribing, and so each subsequent book launch gets easier and easier because you 're going to have a larger base each time
0: Amen, so good, yay, all right, next question that I have: what tools outside of Amazon do you recommend utilizing to augment those Amazon sales?
1: Yeah, that's a good question. So, you know, like I said, it's very much a chicken before the egg situation. And we sometimes to to succeed on Amazon, we have to provide them with sales numbers. They have to have a reason to believe in the project and think, okay, this book will sell if we show it to more people. Um, And so we generally have to have something that can um, we can funnel readers to Amazon to get those initial sales so there's obviously so so many places that, that authors can focus on in building up a following um, and I, I mean I would say almost across the board it, it can vary a little bit by genre um, but I think the email list having an, a dedicated email list is one of the most important things that you can do as an author um, mainly because you own it when when folks are subscribing, Um, And they're giving you their email list. They're joining your list. You own that. No one can take it away. Um, Whereas, you know, Amazon can change up their following algorithms that uh, Facebook, uh, Twitter, Instagram, they could all uh, change uh, the way that, you know, and they have many times the way that we are able to connect with and get in front of our followers. Um, So your email list is, it's really the backbone. It's the foundation uh, upon which no matter what the, you know, the future throws at us in terms of the the marketing and and publishing space, we'll have that group of people that we can contact and get in front of. Um, And it is, I mean, you know that if we put put something on social media, you know, even if we have a large following, it'll only be, uh, you know a handful, uh, a certain percentage of those individuals that will even see the post. Right. Whereas your email list, you know, you should be aiming for 40, 50% open rates, you know, so you're getting in front of such a large number of that, uh, of those folks. So it's, it's a really efficient tool. Um, but then of course, social media is really important as well, because it allows us to scale. You can get in front of so many people that you really can't reach any other way. So Um, the big thing I would say with social media is, and obviously I'm sure you've had other folks on and will in the future that are, you know, much more well-versed in social media than I am, but my, my kind of go-to advice when it comes to social media is don't worry about, you know, all of them, right? It doesn't hurt to be everywhere if if you decide to do so, but, um, you can't, you know, all of us, we have a finite amount of time and we got to keep writing books too. So we can't allow it to be a, a time suck for us. Um, but. The, um, you know, the big thing is, is who are your target readers? You know, what is your target audience and where do they spend their time? So if you're writing for teenage girls, it's probably pretty important to be on TikTok or Instagram or whatever, right? If you're writing for retired age males, you might be kind of spinning your wheels a little bit. If you're, if you're on some of those platforms, maybe it would be a lot more important to focus exclusively on Facebook or, you know, do your research, figure out where, where are your... Uh, tar- where's your target audience? Where do they spend their time based on the, the metrics and, you know, all the analytics and, and, you know, that, that would be, you know, should be where your focus is. And by growing up those platforms, we can then funnel those people to Amazon. We gain those sales to qualified readers, which then pushes us up in the ranks higher in the best list, higher in the popularity list, which we talked about on the last episode, Um, and, and just gets us in front of more people moving forward.
0: No, this is, this is very good. Take advantage of what is not necessarily on social media. Those, gosh, those emails, you got to get them, got to get them because I like how you said it. Then you have them, then you own them. No one can turn them away. And letting people know that you have more to offer on your website. Give them a reason to show up. Give them and and I like that you call your newsletter family. It's what? Legion?
1: The Legion, yeah. It's the just, Legion. It's so much more interesting, right? Yes. Than than who wants to join another newsletter, right? We've yeah. all got enough email emails, you know, we gotta go through every day. Yeah, the Legion. It just makes it a little bit more approachable and a little bit more interesting. And then they're given access. Once you join the Legion, you get access to the barracks page. Which from the barracks page, that's kind of it's really it's a VIP page where they can download all the freebies and all the things that I give away, and um, you know uh, they can contact me from there and things like that. So little ways to kind of spice it up and make it more of a uh, interesting endeavor for for the reader, um, I think can can go a long way.
0: Absolutely. That's why I enjoy the, my other podcast. I have a secondary podcast, Staying Real, about faith and family. My website is also provides the Staying Real community. And that's why I love being able to have people come. They find out so much more, and then I can give them so much more that's not available necessarily on social media. So very, very good. Excellent. I like this. Now, for authors with multiple books, because this episode is geared to Amazon strategies for advanced writers, we did have the Mm -hmm. other episode for beginning writers. So on this one, with authors with multiple books on Amazon, how do you promote sell-through from one book to the next? Uh, You had mentioned on the last episode that a lot of times the older books can get rejuvenated. What are you going to share with us
1: here? Like, like I mentioned previously, you know, the front and the back of a book, especially the back in this case, um, it can be a place where we direct the reader from one book to the next, um, more or more is less here, um, for sure. And so I, I see a lot of folks that, you know, will say, well, I, you know, I don't have a dedicated graphic or image that's pointing people to the next book, but I'll have like, you know, and also by the author page where i list all of my other books or something like that and um i think what we can what we risk doing um with something like that is is choice paralysis right it's kind of like uh every time i go to buy a gallon of milk there's like so many different kinds and some are you know (laughs) healthier organic or, or whatever else and you know so you can you can end up kind of standing there for a while like hmm, there's so many different options i don't really know which one is the best right so sometimes we, what the best thing that we can do for our readers is just to give them a very very clear next step like hey you enjoyed this book would you like to read something very similar to it or the sequel or you know something else written by the author who you've you've likely very much enjoyed give them a dedicated image, a graphic that says, you know, continue the journey with book two, blah, blah, blah. blah. This works phenomenal if you have a series, if you, especially in fiction, but really, for, you know, for both. But regardless, as long as the books are written for the same target market, um, and they have the same audience, right, same kind of demographics there, um, I think that this strategy is is so viable. And it's really where the magic starts to happen. I mean, you can have a lot of success with if you only have one book published, it is totally possible to sell a lot of copies of that book, have a lot of success, and to make uh, royalties in return. However, <clears throat> I've seen it time and time again the more books that you have, the more likely it is, you know, the bigger your digital footprint is, the more likely it is that you're discovered. And if you make a clear path of succession, so they read one, one book, give them one place that you'd like to, them to go next. It, it, you know, is it book two in a series? Is it just another book that covers a similar topic or something else that they might be interested in? Um, but give them one clear direction. And then what you can do is you can discount one of those books or even give away the ebook for free, like we talked about last time. If you know if you're self-published, or you know you have the capacity to list it for free with your publisher, um, give away as many copies as you can. The amount of volume you can achieve by doing this is shocking. Um, it's really awesome. And then every cheap sale or giveaway is a chance to gain a full price sale on one of your other books, or potentially all of your other books that they're all kind of closely related so now you aren't just selling a book you know you're you're finding a fan you're building a relationship so um that really d- does seem to kind of be where the where the magic happens so to speak where we you know have one book but we create a a clear plan of this book to that book to that book um and then all of your efforts everything you're doing to market a book whether it's all of your metadata and stuff which you know, is a big part of what I do, but it's not necessarily something we can necessarily um, cover today. Um, Whether it's your Amazon ads, um, anything that you're doing, it it compounds all of your efforts uh, and makes it your total value gained by one sale or download um, is increased astronomically with all of the other books that you publish.
0: All right. So we have, we have the multiple books. And as you mentioned before, if we have a print on demand or we have an ebook, we've got a first book that's out. Maybe we don't have the second book yet, but when the second book becomes available, you can go in and make changes to that uh, readily available real estate in your book. And now you've made a little tweak and you've opened up the flow to go to the next book. So that works.
1: Absolutely. All of this I-
0: works together.
1: That's actually something that I do, you know, and I know it wouldn't be feasible for everyone, um, especially if you're traditionally published or you're or you're even if you're indie published with a publisher, it can be a little bit more difficult to make changes. Um, There might be a cost associated, but um, every time I launch a new book, I'm going back and making changes to that front and back matter that I mentioned in the previous titles. So in pretty much all of my book, I have four books in a series right now. It'll eventually be a series of eight In the front of each one of those, I have an image, a dedicated page that points people to join the Legion. And in the back of the book, I have a link pointing them to the next book in the series. So book one to two, two to three, three to four. And then at the end of four, I have another link to join my newsletter. Eventually, when book five goes up for pre-order, when I get ready to publish that one, I will go back into the files for book four. And I will replace the end of that with um, with a dedicated link and image pointing them to uh, book five.
0: Perfect. All right. So with this, and I liked how you mentioned the option paralysis. I mean, that's like going into, um, you know, going into a conference and they go take a seat, and you're like, there's five hundred seats, and you're going, (laughs) no, I need just one. So where? And you stand there and you're staring. So based on what you gave us as far as being able to have that promote that sell through from one book to the next, how do you build off of that in order to increase sales across all books on Amazon?
1: Yeah. So, so first and foremost, let me make this as simple as possible. Rinse and repeat. Okay. That is the number one thing here. Right. And it's write More books. So because I, I've seen it time and time again, every book that you release in the same genre, or at least, at least, it's, you know, targeted towards the same audience. Cause I know some authors are, you know, they'll write very, very, very different genres. And that, although there's nothing wrong with that, it's harder to build up the marketing presence. And, you know, it doesn't really count for sale through as much. Uh, but <clears throat> the more you sell of your back, your backlist, you know, your older titles, the more you'll sell of your new release Um, and then you run advertisements through Amazon or anywhere else as much as you can afford offer ebook discounts periodically to generate activity and it's they they fuel each other the backlist and and the new releases really fuel each other and I have a graphic here. I'm going to pull up um, and just I'll, I'll read the numbers here. This was really interesting data on author income. and. One of the interesting things is that uh, the average number. Let's look at. Uh, they call it stage four. It's authors that make roughly one thousand to twenty five hundred books per month, or sorry, one thousand to twenty five hundred dollars per month on royalties. They have an average of twenty eight books published for the authors in that sphere that were part of this wow. survey. Um, now, for uh, that would be a little discouraging for a lot of us authors that have nowhere near that amount. I can say that that certainly is not, um, you know, that's not a hard and fast number. Um, But there's a direct correlation. Um, The average number of uh, books published by someone that is making between 5,000 and 7,500 have 45 books published. For those making 10,000 plus, they have an average of 50 books published. So there's an absolutely a direct correlation between royalty, income, and how many books are published. I don't think that we all need to have 50 books published or anywhere close to it. But if we're really looking at you know sustainability and building up uh, an income from, from our books, the more that we publish, the better our odds um, are at, at achieving that. And it's, it's very, very, very clear from the numbers. Um, so just continue to write and continue to publish. And then with each release, It's going to compound all of your efforts. And I've seen that time and time again. Um, 2022 was the first year, if I can remember correctly, I think it's the first year since 2017 when I first published that I have not had a new release. And my royalty income was down 66% for the year.
0: Mm.
1: So, and you know, I'm not incredibly concerned by that because I, I know why it happened. And so if you can release, A new book or if you can release multiple books in the same genre for the same audience, you rinse and repeat the type of things that we're talking about, like running a discount, having the front and the back matter optimized, sending people from one book to the next, um, you know, running Amazon ads, Facebook ads, whatever. You do those things and your, your capacity for growth is just so much greater every single time you sell a book.
0: Sounds good sounds good. And I mean, it sounds like work, everyone, but you know what? It is. I, I mean, it is. But if this is our area of passion, if this is what we want done, we can't sit back on our laurels and just go, oh, I just hope that it does this. We need to, you know, we need to do our due diligence and commit and invest and investing in time and understanding and the work that needs to be involved. And again, if this isn't an area that you feel comfortable doing on your own, there are individuals just like our our guest today, just like Vincent, who this is in their realm. This is what they do. and to be able to budget so that you can say, "Hey, I'd like to hire you to help me do some of this and get this going." And again, with the coaching, He kind of teaches you how to fish a little bit. So just know you can, you can do this. If this is the area, if this is the direction you want to go, you can do this. Very, very good. So do you have a few final takeaways that you'd like to offer to our uh, listeners today?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So the, so I have a magic formula. I call it my magic formula at least. I, it's not actually magic. Um, I don't know that there is a silver <laughs> bullet in publishing, but I, I call it my magic formula because it is magic in managing expectations and managing blood pressure, um, anxiety levels, and <laughs> so on and so forth. So it is my my, my sales, uh, uh, sales uh, formula, I guess, let's say. So traffic plus conversion. Equals sales, so you cannot control sales. You know, and I'm I'm a marketing guy. This is what I do, right? Is is work to sell books, and and it just you cannot control sales. No one can, and if you meet a marketing person who says that they can, uh, they may or may not be a snake oil salesman, and you should run for the hills. Um, (laughs) But you, although you cannot control sales directly, you can control the elements that contribute to sales. So. I break it down as traffic plus conversion, traffic, meaning people getting to your book page. So if your sales are down, don't fret necessarily, right? We don't need to just look because, you know, I came up with this whole idea. I'm sure I got it from various uh, marketers that I learned from and things like that. But I learned it from my own experience, too. You know, when I first published, I looked at my KDP reports page uh, every morning to see how many sales I was having. And I either felt like I was the next J.R.R. Tolkien, or I felt like I was a complete failure depending on what I saw. And it it was very (laughs) overwhelming. So, um, what I learned was is that we shouldn't really focus on the sales. We need to focus on the elements that make them up. So do you have enough traffic? Are enough people finding your book, right? Are enough people getting to your landing page where they can then buy? Um, So kind of, you know, it's obviously it's, it can be difficult to find exact numbers, you know, if you're running like Amazon ads or something like that, it's going to tell you exactly how many impressions your ad are getting and how many people are clicking and ending up on the book page, so on and so forth. Um, So it can be hard for, to make it an exact science, but, you know, ask yourself, are enough people getting to my book page? Um, with what, everything that you're doing, whether it's your own platform that you're sending there, is it discoverable enough to strangers who have never heard of you before? They, is there anybody that's just stumbling on your book online? Because that's, that's really what we're, we're all hoping to achieve so that we don't have to be, uh, you know, you know, putting, you know, the wind into the sails, uh, every time that we hope to make anything happen. So, um, you know, if we're enough, people aren't getting to the book page in your estimation, then it. Then it might be that you need to run more advertisements. You need to increase uh, your monthly budget for you know uh, any kind of advertising that you're doing, anywhere that you're you're running ads. And um, on the other hand, though, uh, if enough people are finding the book, so if you are doing those sorts of things, you're already running ads at a high level. You're running you know discounts, or you're posting on social media. Um, you know you've got your email list enough people are seeing the book page but then the sales aren't coming after that running more advertisements won't help and so that's almost always when when sales are low that's almost always the the author's first response is let's let's run some more ads let's pay for some more you know featured reviews or you know get on some more podcasts or blogs or whatever else and you know, none of those are bad things, but it might be that you're kind of spinning your wheels or running on a treadmill a little bit where you know you you're doing all of these things. It's getting more people to the book page, but once they're there, if they're not hitting purchase, then it's not doing us any good. So if we are getting enough people there, but they're not buying, then we need to look at the conversion element. So the second part of that conversion. That is achieved. Typically speaking, when somebody lands on a book page, they're going to make their decision on whether or not to buy, uh, you know, based on a handful of criteria. So cover title description, a competitive price. If it's too expensive, then um, that'll chew a lot of people away, Um, a competitive price and as many reviews as possible. Every reader will have a different threshold there, but just the more the merrier. So. If we are getting a, a considerable amount of volume in terms of the you know the traffic that people aren't buying, usually I go to one of those factors cover title description, competitive price reviews, right, and I try to find which area of that could I potentially optimize a little bit um, generally, obviously changing your cover and title those are kind of last resorts. Um, it may not be possible at all if you're traditionally published and even if you're self-published, like those are things you're not going to change, you know, uh, arbitrarily, you're going to want to do your research, but you can always update your description. Um, if you're self-published, then you, will have control over the price. And if you're not, you could always talk if, if you think that there needs to be a change. Um, and then there's always things that we can do to gain more reviews, um, which, you know, maybe we'll talk about it another time. So. Um, and then, like I mentioned before, the last thing I'll say, you know, focus on the focus on the traffic plus conversion equals sales, rather than on the sales themselves. And then the last things, you know, like I said, just keep writing. You know, it's mm-hmm. a huge commitment to write books and then endure all the costs that come from it. But if you really want to be a writer, you know, an author, um, keep writing and keep publishing. You know, don't cut corners. Make sure your cover and your editing are in the best shape they possibly could be. Um, And the more books you have, the more likely it is that you'll be found by readers and the more likely it is that you'll turn those readers into fans.
0: No, this is excellent. The things that we can do, let's do them. If we don't have control over it, know that's a factor, but also know that's a factor going in when you're creating the cover, when you're creating the title, Make sure that it's something that is compelling and that's going to draw those who are your readers. The number of times that I've, you know, people are, they'll, they'll put out their cover and they'll ask everybody, what are your thoughts on this cover? My first thought is, are they your readers? Because if they're not your readers, it doesn't matter what they say. They might not even like your genre. And if they don't, right. they're not going to be interested in it at all, right?
1: Exactly. Yeah. 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 There's there's some interesting things that you can do. Um, I believe it's, I, I used a website some time ago. I'm not even 100% sure if it's around. I haven't used it since maybe 2017 when I first launched. It was called pickfu.com, P-I-C-K-F-U.com. Um, and essentially, you can just run I guess, a survey a survey question, I guess. So I just uploaded four different covers that uh, my designer had mocked up for me and I got to choose between, you know, none of them were finalized, but they were close enough. And so I just, I ran that and then I got real feedback from hundreds of people on which cover they liked the best. And there was one that was overwhelmingly um, the favorite and you could even look at the, the gender and the age and, you know, all the various demographics to make sure it was lining up with what my target market liked the best. It's just one of those things, this and everything else we've discussed, everything else when it comes to publishing and marketing, there's usually a way. And it just takes some initiative and some drive and to just do your research. And there's so many opportunities out there for authors. And I'm, I'm fully convinced that there's never been a better time to make a living and to sell books and be able to support yourself while you're doing so.
0: Amen. Amen. Vincent is an Amazon marketing coach. He also offers Amazon marketing management services and I'd like for you to share a little bit of what that looks like.
1: Yeah, so um so I do I do coaching um where um you know I walk hand in hand with authors through the entire step from um you know from pre-order period to books on shelves and Um, Go through all the steps specifically focused on on Amazon marketing and um, how to run advertisements, how to optimize your keywords, how to get into the right categories, um, how to uh, handle and optimize these, uh, you know, free book and 99 cent promotions that we've talked about. Um, So I I love that process. And you mentioned earlier to the teach, teach a man how to, to fish kind of scenario. And I really love doing that. I feel like it's really rewarding. But I also know that a lot of authors, they do not have the bandwidth, um, to try to learn a a whole new, uh, you know, um, infrastructure and learn how to do all of these various things. And we've all got, you know, a limited amount of time and and capacity. So, uh, I work with a lot of authors, you know, to, I manage everything for them. So I do both of those things for authors, for whatever their scenario is. So, um, you know, I, I just hop on board and, work on their books just like I, I would on my own uh, for a lot of different authors. So, um, and I do have an offer. Um, I mentioned this in the, uh, on the last episode as well, but, uh, anyone who would like to reach out to me and they're interested in working together, potentially just make sure you mention the podcast. Um, and I'll know where you came from and I would be happy to offer a hundred dollar discount on any of my services. Um, if we move forward. Uh,
0: fantastic, fantastic. <sighs> so good. Well, well, worth the investment. And remember, when if this is what we're called to do, and it's beyond a hobby, we will be called to invest. We invest in order to make it the best. And so, I highly suggest that's a lot of ests that's happening there, Vincent. (laughs) What is that? I suggest that you contact Vincent, and we have his links in the show notes. And he'll meet with you for 30 minutes and y'all decide if this is where you should move forward. So we've got all of that there and you have a giveaway for us today.
1: Yeah, I do. I do. So I've typed up um, some notes myself in preparation for today's episode. And so I'm going to uh, make a PDF out of that and I'll be happy to share it with anyone listening and they can You know, use it as a refresher for everything we've talked about today, but also save it, refer to it later on. And hopefully it'll give you some inspiration and um, some tips for um, some marketing things you can do moving forward.
0: Amen. We have all of that in the show notes. That's what they're there for. And if you're wondering where in the world are the show notes? If you are on Apple Podcasts, you're going to look down at the bottom right hand side of your player And you're going to see a circle with a lowercase i in the middle of the circle. If you tap on that, it opens up all of the show notes. And you've got links and everything that's there as well. And if you go to, we've got a link that takes you to our website. And you can see all of the show notes live there as well. Vincent, thank you so much for taking your time and offering us this uh, part two in Amazon Strategies for writers, both beginner and advanced. Just appreciate you being on with us.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And thank you for having me on again. And uh, thank you for everybody listening. Um, like I mentioned in, on the last episode, I'd be happy to um, speak with any of you. Feel free to shoot me an email. Um, and uh, whether you want to work together eventually or not, I'd be happy to answer any questions that you might have. And best yeah. of luck in your marketing and publishing journeys.
0: Thank you. Thank you. And thank you, friends, for joining us. Please take a moment to share this podcast with another writer or two and give us a star rating. Post an episode review. This would be a good one to review. And hit that subscribe or follow button. I greatly appreciate what you have to say about your best writing life as much as what you choose to write in his kingdom or for God's kingdom. This is Linda Goldfarb, and I look forward to being here with you next time on Your Best Writing Life.